Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters Podcast. This is episode 179. You've got Chris and Brian. And this time we're going to talk about a recent pistol-focused training event we did, focused on some movement, um, some shooting on the move, um, some distance shots, and then kind of putting a bunch of things together into, into a single run or single stage. So where's the source for this? Uh, the idea. Yeah, the idea, this came about the intro, intro, ah, the first part of the, the drill that we did, um, you started at about 12 yards, you finished about 8 yards, you moved diagonally, and then engaged two targets with two rounds each on the move. Um, that came from Mike Pannone. He had posted something very similar to that okay. on his Instagram, I think, last week. Yeah. Uh, so we did that um, a number of times, just kind of like an intro, start, start the night off drill. Yeah. Um, it was kind of ugly yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And guys, there's a, you know, just starting off with this, you're starting about 12 yard line, moving to about the eight yard line diagonally. Um, and when you, you were starting, you know, kind of off, just off of one of the targets. So when you, and you were starting facing laterally across range, yeah. so on the beep, on the threat call, whatever you would turn and draw your gun while moving, engage the, you know, the first target and then engage the second target while moving toward diagonally toward the backstop and toward the second target at the same time. Um, the, it, it is always really interesting to me how many people, you know, 12 yards is not a real long shot for a mover on an A zone on a cardboard target, not taking credit card size headshots or something like that, um, and not shooting for buttons on the bad guy's shirt, just just getting centered up hits. And, and it's always interesting to me how people forget how to walk. Yeah. People forget how to walk. And, and I'm, I'm, I, I, it like brings back in my mind a tactical response fighting pistol maybe as advanced fighting pistol back in the day, doing a little bit of movement stuff, whatever. And just like watching people and, and, and watching Jaeger just, just, just stop, 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 stop. When do you ever walk like that? You know, the whole Groucho duck walk thing and, and this, that, and the other, um, shooting and moving, you know, shoot, while you're moving, shooting at a target while you're walking. I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm just saying, don't make it more complicated by trying to add in something. The one part of this that is actually, truly automatic should be the walking part for pretty much everyone alive so to go and change that part of it was kind of interesting um and the walking part was not like a a tactical adaptation to anything it was an it was an added degree of difficulty to the drill is all it is um for the most part maybe up close you're going to shoot while you're moving for a shot or two and then you're going to beat feet and find cover or whatever so, you know, it's not necessarily like a tactical kind of thing. So when you're out there trying to figure out how to, how to walk and shoot at the same time, especially at close to intermediate distances, when you're walking, all you're doing is adding in a degree of difficulty to, to make you kind of track your sights a little better, do whatever, stabilize the gun a little better. Um, I think one of the things that walking and shooting at these types of distances brings into really sharp focus is that if you have the, ta the tactical... Um, 1992 police academy shoulders rolled over tucked in everything as rigid and locked in as possible flexing every muscle you can possibly flex you're going to have a really really hard time this is where we we'll go back to is it proctor that always says let it do yeah yeah this is where we go back to proctor if you ever watch frank proctor move um i i, I hate frank proctor because he's a sexy bitch god love him he's got to be like seven foot tall he's lean tall skinny 
and moves like a damn cat. I don't know how tall he is, but he's a tall dude and he moves like a cat and it pisses me off because I'm shorter. <laughs> I'm lower to the ground. In theory, I should be able to move better. But uh, but anyway, it, it, you just watch some of these guys that move like that and it's, it's just a fluid thing. They're not doing anything crazy. They're just kind of walking. Maybe they're leaning forward a little bit to attenuate recoil or to give them some, some momentum to move into. And their movement generally because they're USPSA guys and former SF dudes is maybe a little more aggressive because that's how they want to train, which makes sense. So anyway, so the movement part of this, um, stop overthinking it. Um, stop overthinking it. Stop overthinking it. Stop overthinking it. We'll come back to this. Yeah. Okay. To, to add to that, you know, we walk around all the time with cups of coffee in our hands. Yeah. At least yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, there's nothing special to walking about an actual walking cup, cup of coffee, coffee, an open top cup of coffee with a handle on the side, not some, your mom gave you a sippy cup when you were three years old with a freaking lid that locks closed and shit like that. I mean, an actual cup of coffee, not something that's like, you know, NASA designed so you wouldn't have coffee stains in the fucking international space station. Sorry. This is a topic that's weird to me. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sorry about that. Okay. Oh, um, listening. Yeah, so we did that. We did that walking and shooting drill. I don't know five, six times kind yep. of in isolation. Yep. And then that got extended into sort of a larger stage. Yeah. Uh, so we added a what would it be like about a 100, 110 degree turn to the left. Yeah. Um, onto a, a target that was about thirty yards away. Yeah. Well, um, I don't think we added the target initially. The target we added later. Did we? Yeah. We, oh, we, that's yeah, right. We did a bunch yeah. of movement to doorways and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, so, yeah. Okay. Sorry, my memory is, my memory <laughs> is not me it's well It's early, today. not enough coffee yet. <laughs> uh, so I guess the first time we ran the stage, there was a doorway about 15 yards away you needed to clear, and there was a second doorway, um, what, another 15, 10, 10, 12 yards yeah. past that yep, with yep. two targets at the second doorway. Um, yeah, so to the two, first two targets on the move, Yep. and then kind of exit pivot, the, pivot and, and exit go. the long hallway yeah um clearing things as you go yeah um uh, this was initially quite entertaining too yeah the, and it was and i was you know it was given without a lot of context or or instruction or whatever um and in it when we started it we really weren't we weren't running a timer so there was no how fast are you doing this are you doing this tactically are you doing it as a gamer move or is it just simply a drill um but again, we, we go back to something that I'll, I'll remove one or two of the guys from the conversation, but we'll say that like the rest of us have done, uh, we've, we focus a fair amount on footwork on our training nights, especially over the last year. Yeah. Um, because you watch people who are given up, you watch a, a top level USPSA shooter move from position to position in a the stage. They do not run, they do not drop their gun down to a, a low ready position or holster it and then run to the next point where they're going to shoot and then redraw their gun and come back up with it. Nor do they run with their gun in some oddball position that makes them almost unable to run because they're, you know, they got to keep the gun pointed down range. That's fine, but there's 180. Don't break 180. Don't point the gun at anybody else or your RO or your guys to keep them time or your safety on the range when you're training. But the movement thing, guns pointed in weird directions, people getting to a position, then bringing the gun up, then doing whatever work they had to do versus coming into that position hot with the gun up ready to go. Um, and this is something that I know that you like the beginning of the drill is a proctor ish, but this is something that I hear a lot of high level competitive shooters talk about, you know, how much time are you giving up if you don't come into that position ready to fire the gun? 
Um, from a half tactical, a second, yeah, maybe a quarter, half, depending on what level. I mean, and in, 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 in at a high level, a quarter second is the whole world. That's that's a whole day. You might as well just go home kind of thing. Um, you know, at a mid-level, a, a, a couple quarters added together will put you out of contention for the top three or top five in a match if it's, you know, if it's tight at all, even a local match. So, and then when you talk about a gunfight, talk about defensive use of the gun, if the bad guy's already pointed at you and has 0.25 reaction time, we'll just say, you know, the gun's pointed at the doorway and you step out to, to start working that doorway um, and, and you're, you're coming in with your gun down and some part of you is poking out because you didn't realize where you were in relationship to the opening for the door or where the bad guy was, maybe has some point of advantage from an angle's perspective. So you come in and your gun's not up and the target presents itself. Um, you're way, way, way behind the power curve because if it takes you a quarter second to bring the gun up and another quarter second to fire, the bad guy only needs a quarter second. You may be hit at that point. Twice. Twice, possibly. Um, you know, so the, you know, there's this whole thing about coming in with the gun up as you stop and get in that position to start working that corner. You should be ready to go to the trigger if you need to, whether it's time to or not. You should be ready to. If you were coming into position in a match. You'd be coming in, feet hot, and as soon as you got into a firing position, extending and dropping the shot as you're coming into the position. Literally, if it's a long enough shot you have to stop, you should be coming to that position and coming to a complete stop. And as you come to a complete stop, hopefully breaking the shot at the same time. Um, there may be distance factors where maybe it takes a skosh longer than that if it's a long shot on a smart target or it's a hostage target or something like that. But in general, that should be the goal. Um, and we've worked on this and, and quite a bit actually at different situations and it just it's interesting to me how much that goes out the window uh, when you start throwing in you've got to clear a doorway well you can still move like you're in a match to get to that doorway you can still hustle to that doorway there's nothing between you coming down the hallway or you'd see yeah. it you'd have a target that would present itself or a no or a no shoot one or the other get to that point of domination or that the point to start being in a point of domination and, and go from there um, it, but the Groucho walk from one position to the next and, and then the setting up and the this, that, and the other. It looks like Jimmy Stewart and the FBI story. Well, it is, it was hard to watch. It was, it, it, and, and, and probably a mea culpa in there at some point too, but you know, it was just difficult to watch. And then as everybody kind of figured out, oh wow, well I've just engaged my two targets while I was on the move. Now I'm turning a move in 10, 15 yards. I can actually take a few quick steps and get there. And then if I want to get set up and clear that and pie that corner, that doorway slow, that's fine too. Um, I think doctrinally things have changed to some extent. Um, if you're, if you're, it's a slow search mentality where there's no rush to get to something, it's not an extremis, um, taking all the time in the world to clear that corner is probably just fine. Um, if it's an in extremist situation where you need to get out of dodge because there's some threat there or you're going to save the heroin somewhere, um, a, a heroin is a female, not drugs. But if you're saving your dope, that's fine too. That's or the evidence. Name. Whatever, the evidence, whatever. Um, Hunter. Uh, anyway, uh, so, you know, it's just that mentality of how you move. It, it's funny how as soon as you put a gun in someone's hand, they forget how to do some things they've been doing since, I don't know, they were one. Yeah. Nine months old, ten months old, a year, two years, I don't know, something. So, it was interesting. You can add specifics to that, I'm sure, but just the gist of it. Yeah, yeah, the you know the whole thing when we talk about you know the speed, surprise, and violence of action, yeah, sort of mentality. It's not just surprise and violence of action; it's speed, surprise, <laughs> and violence of action. Um, the speed kind of gives you an entrance into the bad guy's oodaloo. 
um, to get yes. inside his reaction cycle. Yep. Um, so that you can then apply surprise and violence of action. Yes. Um, because if he is not surprised, um, it is considerably more difficult to apply violence of action. Exactly. Exactly. And so just getting to that doorway slowly and then taking forever. And, and there, you know, if you think about, if you push this over into the tactical world, um, you know, follow your Mark one mod zero humanoid down the mall as they're walking. If you ever go to a mall, um, a mall is a place where they have a bunch of stores. You just be able to go shopping there. Uh, they're pretty much gone now. Um, thanks to DeWine and well, anyway, um, but yeah, you know, follow us and listen to their shoes squeak, listen to the noises they make when they walk. Um, and, and stuff like that. If a bad guy, if it's quiet and a bad guy's actually paying attention, there's, you know, you got to be kind of ninja-ish to get there, A. And if you're in a hurry, you're probably going to present that information to the bad guy in some fashion. So the actual moment of surprise matters, and the speed actually comes to a point mm -hmm. at, 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 that, at that moment. Uh, so being able to aggressively pop through the doorway, clear it, do your thing, is, it, it, it matters. Um, but just coming into position with the gun up and being ready to do work as soon as you, you know, before you see something, not waiting for something and then bringing the gun up, you're too far behind the power curve. That makes sense? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, the the repetition of that was there were two of those basically. You went in through one doorway and then went to the next doorway and did it. So everything I just said times two. <laughs> and then everybody yeah. figured out, hey, let's actually hustle up to position. Let's let's you know, if you're gonna clear the doorway slow, fine, clear the doorway slow. If you're gonna clear it fast, fine, clear it fast. If you were running out of a building um, because something crazy was had happened, was happening, was about to happen or whatever. You know, do you have to clear every door, door as you're going out if you're trying to egress quickly? Probably not, because if you saw something as you ran by, you could always wait in the hallway until it poked its head out and shoot at it when it poked its head out, or you could just go ahead and leave. Um, you know, it doesn't become an issue until you get to the next doorway, because now you have something behind you, possibly. Um, but, you know, without context, where you're just kind of playing the game however you want to play the game, whatever yeah. demons you can imagine in your it, own little It was mind. interesting to see how people default play the game. Yeah. So, so to speak. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, and, and I, I don't want to say like, I, I would say overly, overly flat range cautious. Um, and I, you know, and again, as long as your gun's pointing in the right direction, um, and, and you're cognizant of what you're going to do if you biff, cause you're on loose gravel, where's the gun going to go if I slip or fall down or fall on my butt trying to break hard into a corner or whatever. Um, it just, it's, it's like we forget how we've done our entire lives at this point. So, and everybody recovered from it. Everybody kind of got back into it. A uh, couple guys that were new that didn't have the that didn't have the footwork mentality. It surprised me picking on our, our newish guy um, because he's a competitive shooter. I figured he'd be going into those a little bit harder. But I get also being cautious because you know it's it's a tactical environment now. Uh, but I think he kind of got onto it too once he realized, hey, it's the same thing. You know, do do you do you? Yep. Shooting so, and shooting. Yeah, shooting and shooting. Moving should be moving in general. Um, you know, maybe on a flat range, you got to keep gun pointing in a certain direction, but other than that, you know, be safe. So, yeah. Um, note on this, a lot of movement, um, a lot of cover. Uh, there's some admin things I want to throw out real quick. If you do a facility or do a property where you can go do something like this, where you're moving, um, I'll, I'll throw in the middle uh, of this conversation, the idea that, you, you know, you're, you want to be, you want to have somebody running as a safety to watch what the person's doing to give them cues, give them tips, give them pointers, you know, remind them, hey, muzzle, 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 whatever the case may be. Um, with our group of guys, it's not, it's really a non-issue, but with a newer group of shooters, it may be. Um, this was from the holster. This was moving. This was turning. 
nearly turning 180 degrees. I mean, it was a 100-degree turn or better yeah. um, just because of the angle starting across the range and stuff like that. So, you know, some of the movement and then some of the use of cover, some of the visual obstructions on the range, um, having somebody who one of the few times I'm going to not throw the NRA under the bus, having somebody who's been through some type of RSO qual who understands, you know, to check behind targets, make sure there's nobody downrange, pacing targets, this, that, and the other, because there are visual barriers, and to do those kind of things every single time. And then also to make sure that the person who's actually running the drill at the end of the drill safes their weapon and holsters it appropriately before anybody goes down to check targets, mark targets, this, that, and the other, because you're spread out over a fairly large distance across the bay or across the range. Um, you know, make sure whoever's got eyeballs on that is actually running the range and making sure nobody's speeding things up but in an unsafe manner by going down range to paste or or score or whatever so be be cognizant of that check the range before every run that kind of thing too so yeah safety note yeah cool yeah. uh we added a long shot it was it was good 30 yards ish yeah. ish ish maybe a little less maybe, maybe a little between, further somewhere between 25 and 30 yeah yeah decent yeah. shot we'll call that a long shot um so you're engaging diagonally on the first two targets while moving and then you're turning and making the long hallway shot. We'll call it 30 yards because it feels better. Yeah. Um, with you're running a dot on a G45, headshots at that distance are no big deal. Yeah, same with A-Zone on a yeah. 17 with a yep. dot. Yeah, no big deal. Um, if you're running a P365XL with a dot and you're a good shooter, like our new guy who's more of a competition shooter than a tactical shooter, uh, no problem at all. He was punching A's until he started to try and go fast. I was punching A's, no problem. Um, and with that little gun, honestly, was punching doubles, no big deal, all over the range. Um, pretty impressed with how well he shot that gun and how well that gun shoots. Um, but in general, I think everybody was able to make the, even the longer hits. Uh, we got a couple guys that, that haven't touched the handgun a lot recently and have made some changes to what gun they're running and stuff like that. And those guys were, were if, even if they were, they were ACs rather than, you know, than two A's or something like that. They were still combat effective hits, behavior changing hits. So I think everybody punched through that kind of stuff pretty well, but the changing gears was was kind of cool. Yeah, you know, and then going and clearing the hallway after that, whatever. So yeah. Yeah. So we took the one of the targets from the second doorway, put yep. it at the end of the hallway. Yeah. With kind of the understanding that you've engaged the first two targets. Yeah. And this guy now walks out of the back of the hallway. Yeah. Um, so you need to engage him too. He needs serviced. Um, and then clear the two doorways just like you had done previously. Yeah. And at this point, I think it's where everybody kind of caught on. We start stepping up, you know, the speeds and stuff like that and having people run from position to position and, and clear the doorways in more of that dynamic tempo, more of that like 45, 90, 45, keep going, or more of that as I'm going past, as I hit the doorway, the peak with the gun up, take the shots and move kind of thing. Um, bearing in mind, we were not clearing into the room and clearing the room to any depth or any fashion at all, um, because I think the mentality around this was more you were egressing a situation rather than trying to clean yeah. a situation so um so the tactics are a little different i would say in that environment my job as a civilian is not to go clear the building it's to get out of dodge and not get hurt unless i have somebody there i need to chase down so yeah yeah good a good run clean on this was 12 seconds ish ish uh, i would say i would say that was yeah. a fast run clean that was, was a 12 fast seconds run yeah clean good was run seconds. was probably you know 14 15 um, you know, and then slow was, I'd say was me, you know, I, I had a number of probably like 16, 17 second runs. Um, and a, and a couple that were a little faster, a couple in that, like 14 ish, um, you fast guys, uh, did a little better on that. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but 
again, every single bit of time gained on this was gained in transition, not in shooting. Didn't matter how fast you shot doubles. Um, it mattered how fast you moved from target to target, and it mattered how fast you moved from position to position, and whether or not you came in position with the gun up hot, ready to go or not. Those were all things to conclude from this, is that this was as much of a movement and position night as it was a shooting night, if not more so. Yeah, yeah. Chasing the difference between you know point two five and point one five splits might have saved you a half a second over yeah. the course of the night. Yeah. Because uh, there were, or over the course of the run, not over the course of the night. Yeah. Over the course of the run. Yeah. Because uh, there were five targets. Um, yeah. Each of them got engaged twice. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So chasing the you know chasing the super fast splits, if they were out of control, um, you you got less points. Yep. And then yeah, really the be able to transition between targets and then be able to move and get back into position quickly is yeah. critical. Was way bigger in this case. So yes, um, guys, there's a there's a, a lot of places online where you can go and look um, for guys that are doing movement based stuff. If you are a law enforcement officer, you're a soldier, you're somebody who's tactically minded, self defense minded, home defense minded. Um, you know, the, you probably for a lot of this stuff want to chase down guys that are competition shooters. Curiously enough, right now we have a batch of very high level competition shooters who are also former SF dudes at a fairly high level. Um, and that's I mean, all SF guys are at a fairly high level, but these guys are come out of like you know, tier yeah. one. Yeah, these are these are legit dudes. Um, and they and they speak a lot to how. The same type of mentality applies, but they codify it because now their world is training and competition. Uh, but these are guys who walked out of tier one units and, and are now shooting, you know, USPSA at that GM level. And, and they talk about efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. So efficiency on one side of the house is servicing the bad guy and, and doing it as quickly and efficiently as possible so you don't get hurt because that is the speed and violence of action conversation. Um, and then speed on the surprise and violence of yeah, speed, surprise and violence of action conversation. And then on the civvy side of the house or competition side of the house is being faster than the other guy and, and shaving off, you know, tents or, you know, even hundreds here and there, um, make all the difference in the world. So guys like Frank Proctor, guys like, uh, Matt Prank, uh, guys like, um, Mike Pannone. Pannone, uh, Noners, you know, good one for that as well. Um, there's just a, there's a bunch of dudes out there that you can go follow. But when you, it's, it's interesting to me when you go take a class from somebody who's at that higher level, um, they're they're not they're not really chasing that whole split conversation. I don't know that I've ever heard somebody bring up the necessity of having jailbait splits, rifle or pistol. But I've had lots and lots of guys beat on the class with the idea of getting into a position extremely quickly, as quickly as you can, so that you're stable and you don't miss on that first shot. And so yeah. that's yeah. Yeah. going actually going back to the class I took with Mike Pannone. Yeah. Um, he basically advises like don't chase splits. Yeah. Chase your transitions. Yes. Because uh, yeah. there's a lot more total time. Yep. To be gained in transitions, either that being between targets. Yeah. Or going from position to position, um, and it's just it's a lot easier to take time when you have big chunks of time to take from. Yeah. Than to try to find time when you have little <clears throat> bits and pieces of time to take from. Well, and there's I would say there's a point of diminishing returns for most people there. You put a lot of effort into chasing splits and a lot of ammo, a lot of resources, dollars, etc., into chasing splits, time, whatever, into chasing splits. Um, and and the vast majority of the shooting community would be well better off to chase movement, uh, transition target to target movement, and handling of the weapon from the holster to the target, etc. 
um, that manner of servicing things, but they'd be served a whole lot better there. And in a in a whole bunch of that starts with PT. Oh no, Mars, I'm about working out again. Uh, but a lot of that just starts with your physical conditioning. You know, your your musculature, your ability to move, your mobility, your flexibility, your strength, etc. So, all goes hand in hand. Yeah. And it's fun, damn it. Yeah. That's why we like it. Cool. Uh, anything else to add to that? I don't know. I thought it was a fun night. Uh, a lot of movement, a little, little bit of running, a little bit of a little bit of quick sprint, a little bit of getting in place quick, a little bit of um, doing that that Pat Mac. I come into the cone hot and I'm shooting before I fall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and making was, the hitch. <laughs> there was definitely some engaging of the, the targets in the doorways on one foot. Yep. Um, from multiple people, which yep. is quite entertaining. Yeah, which is uh, all right. You know, yeah. you know, get there, get get there and uh, get out quick. Yeah, by the end of the night, everybody was definitely trying to game the time. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. nobody was told not to. Yep. So yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, this is honestly this would be an, a pretty easy stage to do dry fire. Yep. Uh, if you got a long hallway in your house, um, you know, set up some yeah. mini sized targets so you can do the moving on, and then you know, run down the hallway. You got a doorway. Yep. Do this. Do what you got to do in the doorway. Yeah. Um, do the next doorway. Yeah. Um, you know, or if you got, yeah, this would be pretty easy to do. You know, dry fire, um, and you'll get most of the benefits out of it doing it dry fire as long as you're aware of you know where your sights are at when you're pressing the trigger yeah and that's one of those places too where a one of the little laser clickers or um uh, or a cert pistol or something like yeah. that would be nice too just to give you that confirmation on the target um especially if you're trying to go fast uh give you the confirmation on the target but if you're if you're an experienced shooter dry fire you should you should know where where the site was when you pulled the clicky thing yeah you know so pretty Close enough, anyway. So yeah, yeah, cool. I don't have anything else to add. Yeah, so. yeah. This is also, I'd say, this is a pretty efficient use of ammunition. Yeah. Um, you know, it was ten. There was ten shots on a run if you shot it as it was intended. Yeah. Um, you know, so you were getting a lot of stuff out of a given run without necessarily having to burn down a whole bunch of ammo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, on that note, as we come across more things like this. We tend to post them up to our social media. Um, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, search for Cap City Outfitters on Facebook and Cap City Outfitters 2 on Instagram. Uh, on our website, capcityoutfitters.com, you can find information such as how to do an FFL transfer, how to purchase a suppressor via our storefront over at silencershop.com. Uh, you can also sign up for our email newsletter that comes out once a week or drop us an email to info at capcityoutfitters.com. We will add you to the newsletter list and then come see us at the store, we're here in Hilliard, Ohio, 4465 Cemetery Road. We're in front of the Aldi's. We're directly next to Louis Fusion Drill. Uh, we're here 10 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday through Labor Day. And then we're 10 to 3 on Saturdays. Yep. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate it.